Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Aussies stand together, hit twice but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature. In conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry, we're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. Huge thanks to our awesome sponsors, Hunter Valley Promotions, Creative Property, Lake Mac Loans, 3D Demolition, Aussie Meats, The Horse and Jockey Hotel, Tiger Industries, Damien's Party, Griffin Air Conditioning, THN Construction, Game Farm, Tegan's Hairdressing, Finesse Bookkeeping, A Little Tail, Hey Aircon, Mechlek, Hooked and Screaming, Chelmsford Hotel, Tackle Power, Tallwoods Golf Club, Black Butt Hotel, Bellbird Butchery and iRovers Patea. Thanks for your support, legends, as we look to make a difference. Aussies stand together, hit twice but still strong. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Too nice, not tough enough. Just a couple of the reasons this guy heard on why he wouldn't make it. What nonsense. 350-odd games later and a place in rugby league history, he remains too nice. And tough? Well, they don't make them much tougher. But who is Steve Price? Uh, He was a, a little sort of a chunky kid. That was born in Dalby, grew up in Toowoomba. Had a mate ask him to come and play footy. Fell in love with the sport, and um, yeah, just was totally focused on trying to have a career in it. Mm. Um, plenty of people told me that I couldn't for all sorts of different reasons. Too nice, not tough enough, not aggressive enough, um, all that sort of stuff. And not that that made me want to do it more, but um, yeah, I just think brought up. Um, mum and dad split when I was younger, but mm. mum got remarried um, to my stepfather, who was an incredible uh, man, like rugby league man, luckily. Yeah. And, yeah, just really supportive. Mum did so much for us and really wanted us to be who we wanted to be. didn't matter what that was. So when I wanted to do that, yeah. um, she tried her hardest. We weren't very well off, but... I'd go and see local people to sponsor for me to go on rep tours and stuff like that, yeah. and it just happened. And I think I really appreciated, you know, the little stuff because it was so hard to get. Yep. And so when you did achieve that sort of stuff, you knew that people were being thanked in a different way. Mm. And even when I made it, I, I sort of felt as though all of my mates I grew up with, we all dreamt of the same thing. Yeah. I was almost living it through uh, – they were living it through me, yep. and it made me even more proud every time That's I awesome. played. No matter what it was, whether it was playing for the Bulldogs or Warriors or for the for the Maroons or the Kangaroos, wow. that you sort of had those people that you're playing for as well, and they'd be pretty excited at you know watching. Um, I bet in a funny sort of way. So yeah, just 
just a kid who got to do what he, he dreamt of doing. I've heard the too nice thing before, and you are. You're a terrific bloke and always have been, but in all seriousness, it's a great reputation to have that of a nice guy or a decent fella. It doesn't always happen in the game, sadly. Is that upbringing? Is it influence? Is it something you've worked hard on? Is it natural um, showing respect, showing common decency and just being a good bloke? Oh, I think there's a lot of those that you just said. I think um, obviously family is hugely yep. important and is a big influence on an individual yep. and then the people that you're involved with. So I had some unbelievable coaches, Arthur Wrigley, Bill Pollard, you know, Graham Tucker, all these guys yep. back in Toowoomba um, as a kid. And and their philosophy was that we all um, had the same interest with rugby league but what their – what their role and what they felt was important was to make us good young men. And they felt if they could do that, that our rugby league would be great because discipline, being honest and truthful and Mm. tough and all of those things all came under how they treated us, how we trained, and and they just wanted us to grow up to be good young men Mm. who loved rugby league. Uh, I think sometimes we can get carried away with being more concentrating on the skill or if you have got it or you haven't yep. got it, rather than, you know, as a junior, like there's so many things that come out of sport yes. that make you into a good citizen. Yeah. Um, but there can be so many things that yeah. through sport can make you not such a good citizen on how you're treated or not treated yep. as well. So I, I think it's I had some fantastic people who influenced me, um, both mm. male and female, and obviously mum um, was, was always there. And then my um, – my partner in crime, you know, uh, my wife, Joey, yep. who we went to school, so we we're best mates. Mm. And, yeah, to be able to go through all of this with Joey was – was I, I probably – I don't reckon it would have been as good if if I didn't because yep. she knew me so well yeah. and I knew her so well and we're on this adventure that we'd sort of – she knew I'd dreamt of and yep. – she, she was happy to, you know, go on the ride. Really important mindset and, and attributes because as we sit here in 2022, two of your kids are chasing their professional athletic dream. Another one's chosen an even harder pursuit in, in, in nursing. Um, nice for them to see and have a good grounding and a good influence as a role model. Yeah, well, I think I think the, the good thing that, They've been able to see all the bad stuff too. Yeah. You know, they see the times when I come home and it wasn't good, yep. whether it was injury or you've just been dropped or yep. you've been absolutely front page scrutinised about something. Yeah. Or, you know, so they've seen the sort of the great times and the not so good times. So I think it sort of helped prepare them mm. that if they were going to go down that path, that it's not always going to be fun, mm. you know, um, strawberry kisses. So, um, yeah. They've, they've also, when you're talking about being able to connect with people, they've been able to connect with people that I played professional sport with as well yeah. or people that I've become friends with yep. from other sports that they've been able to speak to and be around and mm. be influenced by as well. So I, I sort of think there's a whole heap of that stuff. Jamie was probably blessed we went to New Zealand um, 
from a netball perspective, it's really big in New Zealand. Yeah, and yeah. the school she went to, which is where Sunny went, and Maria Tutai went, uh, very sporting. Um, you know, Case went there as well as Riley, and the program for netball was outstanding. Wow. Tiara Keenan, the head coach, she's coached New Zealand. Yep. Uh, she played for New Zealand, and Paula Smith, who's an English lady who came over, mm-hmm. outstanding coach as well. So, that, you know, there's a lot of girls that are now playing for the Ferns that came through that system. Um, so it was no fluke because it was a good system. Yeah. And JMO was able to get a lot out of that. And she just loves doing what she does. Mm. Riley, uh, he's the same. When we're in New Zealand, they have restricted over there. Yeah. And they have open age. Yep. Uh, no, no weight restriction. Riley played restricted. Mm. And everyone was sort of saying we were crazy because no one ever goes on to play from restricted. But yep. there was a young kid called Nathan Cleary who played restricted who doesn't go too Guys bad. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of – Again, goes to prove that theory wrong, and yep. uh, again had great coaches over there. Johnny Acklin was involved, and yep. and some just really good people. And he loved doing what he did. Uh, we come back here, and he signed up with Kiwana. He went to Mountain Creek after being at Cleandra, both sort of rugby league schools here on the coast. And um, yeah, then how he got signed to the Cowboys is really weird because he had his graduation. And Joe posted a photo of him and uh, and Joey. Yeah. And Rosie just, you know, was just in his uniform. And, and um, <laughs> Hawley, Glenn Hall, Glenn Hall yeah. who was at the Cowboys, saw the photo and then says to Tate, said to Brent, who's that with Joe? And Brent goes, oh, that's, that's Rolly, that's my nephew. He goes, that's Pricey Boy. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's Pricey Boy. He goes, why didn't you tell, him, tell me about him? And so then he just did some research on what Riley's been doing and wow. whatever. And then he goes, mate, we've got to get this kid up here. And I like, didn't even know. So, wow. Yeah, crazy. But he was sort of being talked about other clubs. Yeah. Um, but having Brent up there, um, so he went up there after the Malmeninga finished at the Falcons. Yep. And then he played. Um, Hastings Deering for yes. the Blackhawks uh, and he's been there a couple of years now and he loves it. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Um, let's go back to the start of your journey. A March 74 boy born out west of Brisbane. What are your first memories of footy? Was it uh, playing? Was it backyard? Was it TV? Uh, TV. So um, we left Dolby when I was six. I was born in Dolby. We left Dolby when I was six. We moved to Acacia Ridge. Yep. Uh, Mum and dad split. Mm. And then when we were there, um, 
So Acacia Ridges South. Yeah. And obviously the Magpies and there was the Mau Meningas and the Gary Belchers and Great Wayne, area Wayne Bennett's time, yeah. Wayne Bennett's were the coach. So that would have been probably eighty middle of eighty through to about eighty two. Yep. Um so they were pretty successful mm. and and so yeah, I, I watched it and I bought a I bought a South Sort of, it was a pullover, but it was in the colour, like in the jersey yeah. design. And then we moved to Toowoomba and they actually started calling me Magpie as a nickname because <laughs> right? I wore this all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's how I first sort of started watching it. And then when I went to Harristown in Toowoomba Primary, yeah. one of my mates said, why don't you come and play footy with me? And so I hadn't played rugby league before then. I'd played soccer. Mm. And I went home and asked mum and she wasn't really that keen, but – she said, okay, and we went along and my mate, he was a, he was in my year at school but he was a year older than me. Yeah. So I couldn't play club with him. I was a year younger mm. and I was sort of a bit discouraged for, from that and mum just said, why don't you go and meet the boys that are your age? And so I did and that was, yeah, sliding doors. So yeah. There was a whole heap Big of those time. boys, the Dunaman boys and, you know, Greg. So there was a whole heap of boys that went on to NRL wow. that were in that team. So... Um, the older team, uh, they, were, they were sort of rat bags. Yeah. So, yeah, I sort of <laughs> avoided um, the not-so-good stuff out of footy. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, how does a, a kid in Toowoomba end up at Belmore? That's quite a journey. Yeah, I was on scholarship with um, the Seagulls. Yep. So Billy Johnson had seen me, um, signed me on a scholarship, and I was supposed to go down at the end of Year 12. Mm. Uh, when I finished Year 12 in end of 91, um, we we're looking to go to the Gold Coast, and the Gold Coast said, "Oh, stay in Toowoomba another year. We think you're a bit young." So, um, I said, "Yeah, no worries." So I stayed in Toowoomba and ended up going back to school. I wanted to be a policeman, wow. so went back to school to get better marks, and we went really well in the footy. We went well the year before. We made the state uh, final. We played Palm Beach Grumman. Jeez, and then the next year. Uh, we went all the way to the mm. national final. We played Fairfield and got beat by a point. So in the um, lead-up to that, we had our our uh, state titles and Peter Moore and Punchy were there. Mm. And um, I don't know, I must have done something on the day and they liked whatever I did. And so Bullfrog found mum, uh, rang my mum, who was at the time living in Adelaide and I was in Toowoomba yep. and wanted to know whether I was all right if – he spoke to me at the national titles, which were in Perth, and mum said, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't worry me. So she said, this Peter Moore's going to talk to you, and went over to Perth, and he didn't say anything to me until pretty much the last day. Uh, we had a really good team. I had Brad Thorne and Matty Singh, and wow. you know, we had a gun side, Johnny Driscoll, Sid Domic. We had a really good team, but New South Wales did too. Um, Menzies and Paul Meller and yeah. whole heap of boys, but... Um, he basically said to me, you're not going to make the Australian team. Don't be disappointed. You, you know, it's no, it's, you're on the bench. So it was always Thorny started in front of me. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so he said, go back and just keep working at what you're doing and, you know, don't be discouraged from it. So I was like, okay. I thought, wow, he's rung my mum to ask me to talk to me and that's all he said. Yeah. But, yeah, I come home and then obviously we went well in the Commonwealth Bank Cup. And then he flew my mum down for the final at uh, Wollongong. Wow. And I paid for Joe. Well, 
I asked a friend for some money to be able to fly Joe down. Really? And so Joey flew down and Bullfrog organised a chauffeur-driven car, which was just his Merc. <laughs> he got cleaned up and, and had a bloke driver for him. Um, and they stayed at Brighton Sands and all got dealt with, you know, really looked after. And mum basically said, you know, you're going to the Bulldogs. So yep. Bullfrog sent a letter. I just had to sign it, which got me out of my scholarship. Mm. Crazy how that year I was supposed to go down and play 21s for for Seagulls. Yeah. And that year Seagulls 21s got um, brushed Broncos and Seagulls. I don't know whether Bullfrog did it for that reason. But, right. yeah. but, but um, that was the year. I was supposed to go down the next year and play 21s. But that was how I got out of my scholarship because there was there no 21s. Yep. No 21s to play. And so he just wrote this letter saying, you know, due to no under 21s, mm. Stephen wishes to play for the Bulldogs. And this agreement basically vacates him from. Wow. His so, so to Belmore, you've. You've met the great Bullfrog. Um, you've met Barry Nelson off the field, on the field, some good men, the the Mark Brockenshears, the, the Terry Lambs. Simon uh, Gillies, yeah. Yeah. Dean Pace. Simon Gillies, Dean Pace. And that, that new generation. The Jason Smith, Jason, Jason McCracken, Jared, yeah. um, Jimmy Dick. Who, who looked after you? Who mentored, mentored you? Simon Gillies. Simon Gillies? Yeah. Simon was um, really big on pre- and post-training. So obviously training really well, having the mentality to to be really pushing yourself mm. both physically and mentally. And then pre-training, we'd always have to be there early. We obviously worked. I worked at the bank yeah. just at Beverly Hills, Westpac. And um, you'd race from work to training and then he'd grab me straight away and be doing passing or stepping or tackling or before training. And then after training, we'd be doing more passing, tackling or stepping or whatever. Yep. And he just said, you've just got to keep doing this, mate. He goes, you mightn't like it, but yep. it'll make you a better player. And, um, yeah, it got me into really good habits. So Billy was at the Seagulls when I was on scholarship there and yeah. he didn't talk to me for a year. And then he came down and trained us at the Bulldogs. Yeah. So he said that I – well, at the time he felt that I made the right decision mm. having looked back. Um, but um, who knows? You know, my mates were at the Gold Coast. Joe was – Still in Brizzy, so I had to move a fair way away from her and she ended up moving down. But, yeah, I'd say Simon had probably um, – and the other one would have been pretty again, as a front rower. Yep. I was a back rower and then folks, he said, you're playing front row now. And I said, I don't want to. And he said, well, you either play front row or you're not playing first grade. So we, we were lacking front rowers in first grade. Yep. Because Brocky and all those boys, Marty left and, yep. and stuff like that. So – um, yeah, he pushed me up to the front row and so I, I, I'd speak to Britty and then I'd watch Britty and, you know, training, Britty couldn't do anywhere near as much as what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. But on a field, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like Baha, like you wouldn't know that he yep. couldn't do four and five, you know. Yeah. It didn't yep. matter because he had the mentality and the engine and, yep. and the skill and he knew where, where he had to be and what he had to do. But such a skillful you know, front oh, row. Yeah. So Terrific. I when I first started, I was just running, trying to run the ball as much as I could and I was just getting absolutely hammered. And then I started watching Britty and just seeing the subtleties of the game and yep. realised that it's a lot more than just running straight and hard. Yep. If you want your longevity, you've got to be yeah. smarter. So I just started bringing that into my game and didn't happen straight away. But 
um, I do a lot of stuff at training to try and get guys confident to come with me because if you don't pass, they won't come with you. But if you start passing and it works, then they'll start – you'll have more and more coming with you, which makes Mm. it good for you and, and the team. 1994, you'd make your debut against the Balmain Tigers. It was July 3rd at Belmore. An amazing first year at top grade. You'd make the GF. You'd get beaten 36-12 by Canberra. What stands out from that day as we sit here in 2022? The grand final or mm. my debut? Uh, grand final. Grand final. Um, I was on the bench. Yep. And there was about 20 of us. So then it was like you had two guys who were named yeah. as interchange and then we're all like pretty much at reserve grade got beaten the week before. Mm. So it was almost our reserve grade side sitting on the bench. So none of us thought we were getting around. And yep. all through the week, we the boys were training and we'd just be kicking and catching away. Like we didn't yep. go to the breakfast, nothing. Um, the, the reason why I got a run was Smithy signed with the Bronx and yeah. I don't think Opes was real happy with that. So when we were getting beaten pretty much from the kickoff because Marty dropped it yep. off the kickoff, I think Opes just thought, I'm going to give a kid a run rather than give Smithy a run because yep. we're getting flogged. Darren Smith we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, Darren. And, um, yeah, so he put me on with 10 minutes to go. And I, like, it was just a blur. It was incredible. Billy said my name. I didn't even respond because yeah. I thought he's not saying my name. And then he yelled out, and so I'm raced down there, and I think I went to charge Mal down once. Honestly, if, if he didn't kick the ball, if he got my head, it would have went over Sydney <laughs> Football Stadium. But, um, yeah, I just raced around, so excited, being in a grand final. I pretty much did the lap of honour with Canberra. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature. In conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry, we're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. Massive thanks to our wonderful sponsors, and here's where you can buy a T-shirt and play your part. Creative Property, Nelson Street Walls End and Mitchell Street Stockton. Aussie Meats, Sandgate Road at Shortland. The Horse and Jockey Hotel, George Street Singleton. Drop into one of the businesses, buy a shirt, and you could make a huge difference to those struggling and affected by the Lismore floods. A massive shout-out for organising this to the legends at Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry. After the game, I got back to the, back to the dressing room. I was just so excited. Yeah, I Saw my family and all that, and then Bullfrog says, you never want to feel like this ever again. And I said, are you serious? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> and then I looked over and saw Barr, and, yep. and they were devastated, and I was almost crying. I was just going, whoa, whoa okay. Yep. And then the next year we won it, then I yeah. understood what he was talking about. So well, it was such a difference. One year later, almost to the day, same game, different result. How special was that day? It was really special. Uh, a lot of the boys were leaving. Yeah. You know, um, Jimmy and Jace, um, Jared, uh, Jace Williams, Brett Dallas, there was a whole heap yeah. um, that were going. So, um, yeah, and we weren't the favourites, mate. Mainly, I think, lost two games yes. all year. Exactly right. So, Bar got sent off for 10. Mm. Um, I scored first try. Yeah. And I only started because Robert Ralph broke his hand. In the um, prelim, I think it was against either Brisbane or 
uh, the Dragons. And then I started I started against Canberra, his grand final qualifier, um, because Jay Smith was coming back from injury. Yep. And I just didn't want to start with him. Yep. So he started with me, and which I couldn't believe. He's like Jason Smith's strain rep. Yeah. Um, and he started with me. He was a, pretty much a nobody, but incredible experience. Family were there. Um, I think was Tina Turner there that day. It was either Tina Turner, Tina Turner, or Olivia Newton-John. It was one of them because I just remember I was walking down the tunnel and I saw one of those, and I've just gone, been Olivia, "This is a big deal." Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah, I just thought, "Wow, this is huge!" And everyone had a red Winfield Cup hat, and go. and it was a bit of rain, and the, the hats were in like all the dye. So yeah, so oh, we mate, we mate, because um, Belmore went crazy. Mm. It was incredible. Um, going to the clubhouse to get on the bus to go to the ground, yeah. just stuff you'll never forget. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I was I was really nervous, but I was really excited as well. Twenty one, two grand finals. Taking it for granted's the wrong term, probably, but not appreciating it fully as a young bloke. I've heard that so many times before. Was that you? I, I suppose I did think, you know, when you hear media talk about or talking to players who never played in a grand final and mm. been there four years, played in two, yep. and I'd only been in the seniors for two, and I'm just going, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we had an unbelievable team and mm. and all our grades were good. So our three grades, I think we won the club championship, yep. 94 and 95. Um, I, I suppose... Yes, but no. Mm. Chris used to always say to me that I still don't believe I'm a first grader. So 96 was a really hard year for me. He didn't start with me. I started off the bench and we lost 11 internationals from 95. And you Bar still couldn't get a start. And Bar come back yep. to play and I start off the bench. I, I might have even started the first game in reserve grade. He wanted me to put weight on. So he wanted me to get to 110 kilos and I did. And then we played Manly in Auckland at Carlow Park in a trial game. Mm. Who we played in the grand final, so it was grand final replay as a preseason game. And I couldn't get around the paddock; like I just, I, I was carrying too much, you yep. know. So I went from ninety nine or ninety eight to one hundred and ten in one off season. Yeah, just they just made me put weight on, and then he wanted me to lose the weight because they obviously saw that the weight wasn't helping me. Yep. So. Yeah, and I had to lose the weight, and it wasn't that I was playing bad. Chris, I don't know, he must have saw something in the preseason that he didn't like, or he wanted to teach yep. me a lesson, or. But it took me all year, um, and I was almost going to the Cowboys by the end of the year. Really? Yeah. So, um, what's his name? Abby Graham. Uh, he was the CEO of the Cowboys. Oh, jeez, you're terrible. Graham. Um, oh, Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Cram, Rabbi yeah. Cram, yeah. So he was the CEO, and basically, the club said that I could probably have a look out a year to go. Mm. Bobby, Bobby Hagen said I could probably have a look around because Chris was yelling at me, or then he wouldn't talk to me, and mm. then he'd tell me that oh, if I go to South, I'm going to be gone in a year, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just going, I don't know what I've done wrong. Like, he's just treating me weird. Yeah. So my manager was talking to the Cowboys and the deal was basically done. But then Rabbi went on a trip, uh, on a holiday, 
And by the time he got back, the bulldog said, no, nah, you're not going. Um, we, we're keeping you. And so I didn't go to the Cowboys. And so I thought, well, I'm back. I've got to go and talk to the coach. So yeah. I went and spoke with Chris and I just sort of said, mate, what's, what have I done? Yeah. What have I done wrong? Um, and he goes, you've done nothing wrong. He goes, there's three players in my coaching career that I've struggled with knowing how they tick, being able to get the best out of them. He goes, it was Jason Smith, Darren Smith and you. He goes, I yelled at you. I didn't talk to you. I bagged you. He goes, and none of it worked. And I go, well, why didn't you just tell me that? Like, because I, I yeah. thought you hated me. And he goes, no. He goes, I was trying to find a way to get your best footy. He said, but I, I couldn't find how I was going to get you to play better. Wow. And as soon as we had that chat, then I was gone. Beautiful. And I had my best year I'd had at the club in 97. Problem solved with Oates? Yeah. You and him were sweet. Sweet ass, yeah. And then he went to Melbourne in 98, which yeah. I was disappointed about because it was just starting to come good, you know. But then folks, he took over and that's when he threw me in the front row, so... Peter Moore, the legendary bullfrog, was Canterbury in the 90s. What's your, your go-to bullfrog story? Uh, oh, probably the phone call, you know, to mum. Yep. And um, he sent mum flowers every day for about two weeks. Oh, bless. When he'd sent, yeah. he'd sent, me the, he sent mum the contract and Arthur Beetson wanted me to go on trial with the Roosters. And because we played in Wollongong, uh, the Steelers wanted me to go on trial, uh, as well as a couple of my teammates from yep. school. And Bullfrog sent me a contract, and I was on scholarship with Seagulls. So that was my situation. Mm. And he heard that I was looking to go to trial with the Roosters. Yep. And I was just keen because I was going to get a tracksuit or a training top or whatever. I thought that'd be cool, and I'll get them, you know, say good day to Artie and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll do the the Steelers one as well yeah. and see what happens. And he basically said to mum, if he goes and gets injured, our contract's null and void. So mum pretty much said, you're going to the Bulldogs. That's shrewd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you're going to the Bulldogs. And, um, you know, he always said, if you get the mum, you get the kid. So he obviously yep. sending the flowers to mum, flying it down to the Commonwealth Bank Cup grand final. Yep. When we're at the grand final – um, he had mum and Joe and my little brother in the box and Ian Millwood, I think, yeah. was – what have you been, the chairman or the CEO? Not – what's his dad's name? Is it Ian or oh, – Ian, is Ian the son? Ian's the son and so the his dad, dad is – Anyway, the dad was – yeah. he was in charge, right? So he's – Bullfrog's asked him if he can bring a couple of guests into the box and he goes, yeah, yeah, sure, like – like, who are they? And he just said, oh, they're just the parents of a kid who's, who's in, in the Harristown team. Mm. You won't know him. I don't even think he's in, the, he's in the program. Like, he's, you know, one of the reserves. Like, meanwhile, I'm captain. And yeah, <laughs> nice. Anyway, so that's happened. And then um, Mr. Millwood actually come up to yeah. mum and introduced. And mum remarried, so she was Sullivan. So he's looking at the program for this Sullivan. Couldn't Can't find Sullivan. <laughs> Bullfrog's just sitting back, just giggling his head off. And yeah, he, uh, he, he, he had it, mate. They stayed at um, Brighton Sands. The Broncos stayed the night there because they played Illawarra the same night. So okay. we played the pregame to that curtain raiser. The yeah. curtain raiser to it. Yeah. So there was 21's reserve grade in the now game. Yep. And then Broncos played the Steelers. So um, my brother loved Alan Langer yep. and Bullfrog 
come to pick us up and the Bronx were walking through and he knew that my brother loved Alfie so he called Alfie over and introduced him to my brother wet himself so he he knew he knew how, how things worked I love it We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.